This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, London City fans. I am your host, Kevin Rushnell, and welcome back to the OC Lions blog podcast, a fan's perspective of Orlando City Soccer Club. Today, I'll be discussing a multitude of things, but before we dive into it, I want to do a quick shout out. He asked me not to do a shout out, but I'm going to anyway because I truly, truly appreciate it. Big ups to Colin for donating to the cause. Yes, that is correct. I got my first donation. If you Check out the website. There is a page where you can donate if you feel if you feel like you want to do that. Obviously, you don't have to. That's what the word donate means. I do truly appreciate it, Colin. And um, yeah, so thank you for doing that. Shout out to Mr. Colin. Other than that, though, we have a lot to talk about. We have the win that just occurred, the 1-0 win against Sporting KC. Big win for us in our playoff aspirations. We're going to talk about the stats like we did last week, around the league like we did last week, do a little fun fact that I saw, and do a preview of the Minnesota United game coming up next weekend. So first, let's get straight into the SKC game. And we started off with something rather familiar, something very familiar, Dwyer missing a chance. A golden opportunity, you could say. Uh, Mueller putting in a dime of a cross right onto Dwyer's head, back post. Dwyer heads it over. Dwyer heads it way over, not even close to the target. Very, very, very unfortunate to see. Beautiful cross by Mueller. Put, puts it on a plate for Dwyer. All he has to do is get his forehead to it and put it on target. He skies it. He he does terrible. So. I'm not surprised, but it, I'm, I am surprised. He's a DP-level striker. He's scored 20-plus goals in a season before. He's been a starter in the MLS All-Star game. He has just fallen so far. And this was just another another opportunity missed for him to get his confidence back up. Then after that, uh, Smith got a bad injury a couple of minutes into the game. He ran on to a give-and-go and, go and uh, took an elbow to the face and had to be taken off the field due to needing stitches. He is okay. Uh, it looks like he is not placed in the concussion protocol, which is a very good thing because we will need him next week. But he did get six stitches in the head by the looks of it. So fast recovery for Smith. That is what we need as we have a big game against Minnesota coming up next weekend. We will need him for that game, definitely. But then after the, the injury, um, we got a goal. We got to go a little bit later. Akindele gets his ninth goal of the season, his most goals in a season in his entire career. He is really loving life in Orlando right now. And something that may go unnoticed by a lot of fans is the through ball by Rosell. I just want to talk about this for a second. A perfectly weighted through ball to Asquez. That is what Rosell brings to the table. Rossell, Rossell does a lot. I'm surprised he is not a mainstay in this team. He, he has great attacking play. He, run, he works hard off the ball in terms of defense. 
and he can work out moments of magic like this. He can pick out a through ball, give it to Asquez, who can cross it, and then Akindele can step in front of his man and hammer the ball home. And that's exactly what happened. Beautiful play, beautiful goal. So shout out to Rossell, great assist by Asquez, and very strong finish by Akindele. Later on in the game, after halftime, I was kind of a back and forth rest of the half. After halftime, though, um, you know, we were still in the game. SKC were still in the game. It was definitely back and forth. And then Dwyer got himself another chance. Nani gave him a beautiful pass and hit it over across the field, really, to the weak side of the attack. And Dwyer took two poor touches. I mean, Dwyer was in loads of space, loads of space. He just needed to take one decent touch to get the ball under control and take another touch to put it into the space to drive into. And he would have had a shot on goal that most definitely could have been in the back of the net, could have increased his confidence. But this shows, yet again, his confidence is so low. A high-confidence striker takes that down, knows what to do with it, and puts it in the back of the net. Dwyer... Poor touches, ball bounces around, he gets caught up too, and the attack fades away. Low confidence striker. I don't know when he's going to get his confidence. His confidence is going to come back next season. That's when it's going to come back. His confidence is going to come back next season. Whether it's with Orlando or with a different team, whether we trade him or sell him or whatever, it's not coming back this season. He's had such a shocking season. And something I didn't realize, guys, Everybody's saying, oh, Dwyer, this has been happening because he's had the birth of his child and it must have, must have affected him emo- mentally and emotionally, which obviously it has. Akindele's had a, a birth of his child or was it the birth or was it the announcement of a birth? I feel like the John had the announcement. Akindele had a child this year too and he has been on top, top form. So, obviously, having the child for Dwyer affected him negatively. While Akindele, it may not have affected him at all. I doubt it would affect him positively in terms of the mental aspect. But Akindele's had a great season. Dwyer, on the other hand, has been affected negatively by this, by the child being born in his life and all the extra duties along with that. And then his confidence just being shot on the field in general. So that's unfortunate to see. It's going to be a rough rest of the season for him. He needs to start banging in the goals if we want to make the playoffs. Can we rely on him to do it? I don't know. You guys let me know if you think we can rely on him to do it. I don't think we can. Once Pereira's back, I wouldn't be surprised to see him being thrown back onto the bench as he will probably get taken off and Akindele moved up top. Another player to quickly touch on. Question. Such a question missing another chance as well. We had three good chances to really get the ball in the back of the net and win this game. But Dwyer missed the first one. Dwyer fluffed up the second one. And question really messed up the third one. Nani again putting him through on goal. All he had to do was hit it hard along the ground and slot it home. He should have known that's all he had to do. He would have beaten Melia. Really could have easily put the ball into that bottom right corner. He has the quality. Just hit it low and hard. Instead, he tries to chip him. It almost it almost worked, to be fair to, to, be fair to Sasha, but it didn't. Melia gets his hand to the ball. The ball has no more momentum. It's just 
dribbling along the ground, barely any speed, lost all its momentum, and Gutierrez clears it off the line. Very, very disappointing not to get that 2-0 because that's what I predicted. And so that's what I wanted to see, <laughs> try and make myself right two games in a row. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. Um, instead, we almost conceded. We almost made it 1-1 again. And I, I mean... Yes, I'm, I, I said that correctly. We almost made it 1-1 again. Very poor defending down on the right side. And, I mean, the ball got switched very quickly. They get Fellhaber in, and he misses the best chance of the game. I mean, him and Kleschen's chance were really the same. One-on-one with the goalkeeper, and they just messed it up. We were very, very, very lucky to get away with this, with him missing. You know, last year, that's in the back of the net easy. And last year, maybe two other chances from SKC end up in the back of the net. They were a very good team last year. But this year, something's off. Something's not right. Sometime, sometimes you're just unlucky. I mean, this we needed a bit of luck to get through this game, and we got it. We definitely got it. Um, very, very easily could have been 1-1 with this chance right here. And then maybe they could have taken the momentum, made it 2-1. Or, you know, maybe we counterattack. We make it 2-1, but probably would have stayed 1-1. Lucky, lucky, lucky. We were lucky, and sometimes you need a bit of luck. So that's all I'm going to say on that. But overall, just we won ugly, guys. We won ugly. And that's something you got to do if you're going to get to the playoffs. And that's something we haven't been doing. We've been tying ugly, really, both in games where we shouldn't have tied in terms of we should have lost, and in games where we shouldn't have tied, in terms of we should have won. We are tying ugly. We need to start winning ugly, and we did that tonight. We have a big game coming up against Minnesota that we're going to get into in a little bit. We're going to have to do that again if we are to come out on top there, as they are a very good team. Moving on to the stats now, to go on to the stats for... I did this last week. I previewed it last week. We're going to do it again, so let's get straight into it. Orlando, possession-wise, had 44%. Sporting KC had 56%. Shots, we had 8-2 on target, while they had 14 shots and only had 3 on target. So we really we really marshaled them very well. We did not give them a lot of opportunities on goal. Obviously, the Fellhaber one, that should have been on target and should have been a goal. But that's something we knew going into the game. We knew Sporting KC did not take their chances well. I'm, I heard the broadcasters talking about it today. They, Sporting KC have one of the worst ratios this season in terms of expected goals. So, like, if you haven't heard it, it's this stat, and it's done by, like, American Soccer Analysis or something. And basically, expected goals is... Basically, what it, what it is, expected goals, goals that should be going in the net. And they have way more expected goals. They have been missing chances left, right, and center this season. And they're just not putting them in the back of the net. Uh, their strikers have been poor. I'm pretty sure they said not a single left winger has scored a goal for them this season, which is ridiculous if you think about it. We're 26 games into the season, and not a single player starting at left wing has scored. That's, ridic- that's a ridiculous stat for them. They, they need to start scoring goals fast if they think they're going to get into the playoffs. They probably won't with this loss today, and their fans are not happy, obviously, because um, they could have. They could have gotten a draw. They maybe could have snuck a win if they had put that goal in from Felhaber, but 
we got lucky that he missed that shot, as I said before. And overall, 14 shots from them, only three on target. That ain't good enough. Fouls, we had eight. They had nine, pretty even there. Yellow cards, both teams had two. Red cards, obviously zero. Now, this is another one I want to highlight. Offsides, we had three. They had zero. They had zero offsides this whole game. You want to know what that means, guys? That means we dropped deep, and we did, and we kept the ball in front of us. If you remember to what I talked about before the game, I said one of our t- keys to the game has to be dropping deep and keeping the ball in front of us, not letting them get behind us. Drop deep, keep the ball in front of us. They will not create chances that way, and they didn't. And that, that that's that right there. Zero offsides. That shows it. That shows it right there. Zero offsides. They were, they were not playing on our back line because our back line was already super deep. We were ready for them to play those through balls. And Janssen worked his ass off. Janssen really worked his ass off. Actually, I forgot to do the player ratings. I'm going to do that after the stats. I'm going to do the player ratings after the stats. So I'm sorry about that. But yes, Janssen, um, he, he was back there defending through balls time and time and time again. And Miller and O'Neal put in shifts on through balls too. I don't, I didn't really, I don't really remember seeing Sané chasing after one of those, but we were just so deep that like any through ball just didn't really work for them other than obviously the one chance they had, which should have ended up in the back of the net. So great tactics there by James O'Connor. He definitely did what he was supposed to do. Telling the boys get deep, don't let them get in behind, and we will win this game, and that is what we did. Corner kicks, we only had two. They had 11. That just shows their dominance. They were they were dominant, especially in the right and left wing areas, getting corners, forcing um, – not really forcing saves, I guess, but we were just making tackles. Again, that kind of shows how deep we were. Our tackles were ending up in the ball going out for a corner, not necessarily a throw-in. So that's why they had a ton of corners. Nothing came from it, obviously. And then saves, we had three, and they had zero. So now let me go into the player ratings. Let me just pull up my blog post here that I posted earlier, and I can go into that because that has the player ratings. So here they are. So Brian Roy gave him a 6 out of 10. Kyle Smith, 5 out of 10. He didn't even really play. Sane, 7 out of 10. Janssen, my man of the match, 9 out of 10. Great game from him. Overall, fantastic game. Miller, 7 out of 10. Rossell, 7 out of 10. Asquez, 7 out of 10. And Nani, 7 out of 10. All of them getting 7s. A lot of players getting 7s. Great game from them. All of them in general, uh, for the most part. And those four players, though, they played above average. Even Nani, he created some good chances. He had some good dribbles. He did lose his head a bit at the end of the first half with, I believe it was Gutierrez. I mean, Nani was getting kicked a little bit. They weren't fouls. They were just players. They were just plays to piss a player like Nani off, and it worked. It pissed him off. He got a yellow card. Damn near got a red. Almost ruined the game for us. So we got lucky we did not have him sent off, so... Yeah, still still good from Nani. Still good from Nani. Definitely still good from Nani. 7 out of 10 from him. Mueller, 6 out of 10. He had a good game, good cross, but he was taken off at halftime, so not a lot to look at. Uh, I thought he was feeling it today, to be honest. He was feeling it. He was having some good dribbles, good passes. He was working hard on offense, working hard on defense. I'm not really sure why he got pulled out, but maybe he's just being saved for next week. Who knows? 
Akindele, 7 out of 10, got his goal. Great performance from him. Dwyer, 3 out of 10. He gets penalized for missing chances. O'Neal, 6 out of 10. Good shift at right back. Benji, 6 out of 10. Good shift at... Uh, who'd he come in for? Mueller, right wing or left wing. Whatever, you know. Along the front three. Good shift from him. And question 4 out of 10, penalized for missing his chance. Sorry about missing that... Or missing. Forgetting about that, guys. But let's go around the league now. Let's see what is going on around the league. So as of right now, these are the live scores. It is a Wednesday, so there's obviously not going to be a lot. Orlando City beats Sporting KC 1-0. We already know that. Minnesota United, our opponents next week, beating Colorado 1-0. So... That is something to look at. Real Salt Lake are defeating Seattle Sounders 1-0. Lots of 1-0s going on. Sam Johnson scoring in the 25th minute. Who scored for Minnesota? Darwin Quintero. What a surprise. LA Galaxy and FC Dallas have kicked off. It is the 37th minute, and it is 0-0. And Portland and Chicago have kicked off as well, and it is 0-0, only in the 7th minute. Portland, please do us a favor. Win the game. This upcoming weekend, though, we can go over those because why not? Full fixture list going on here. New York Red Bulls square off against New England, 7 p.m. We need New York Red Bulls to win. Montreal Impact are home against FC Dallas. FC Dallas needs to pull a win for us. Columbus face off against Toronto. Come on, Columbus, you can do it. Highly doubt it. Columbus are at home. FC Cincinnati are home against NYCFC. That game doesn't really matter to us. Minnesota United are home against us, Orlando City. That is our next game. We play at 8 p.m., by the way, guys, 8 p.m., so another late-night game. Chicago are home against Philadelphia Union. I fully expect Philadelphia to go um, away from home and pick up the points there. Sporting KC go against San Jose. Sporting definitely had an eye on the San Jose game, and and that's why they kind of had a somewhat rotated lineup out there. Obviously, injuries played a part. We played them at a good time. It's been a poor season for them. They've been rattled with injuries. We talked about all this in the preview. But yeah, San Jose next for Sporting KC. Houston Dynamo are at home against Colorado. Real Salt Lake are at home against LAFC. Vancouver are home against DC United. And a big game, Saturday night, 10 p.m., LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders. That should be a good watch. I will probably turn that on if I am at home. And then Sunday, there's only one game, 10 p.m., Portland at home against Atlanta United. So that is around the league. Let's go into the quick fun fact right now, just something I noticed as I was looking around uh, before I, as I was doing my podcast notes. We, Orlando City, we have less goals conceded than Philadelphia, who are first in the East, and Minnesota, who are second in the West. That shows you how much our defense has improved. That shows you how much our defense has improved. We just need the offense to catch up. And I think we're relying on Pereira to be that spark. If Pereira can be that spark, and it's not going to be a couple weeks till he comes back, I'm thinking Pereira doesn't come back until our our next home game, and that's probably going to be off the bench. I doubt he's going to play against Minnesota. So if I go on the website here real quick, we have... If it could load, usually this loads faster than this. Okay, we have Minnesota next away, and then we have Atlanta at home. Oof. Talk about a uh, birth through fire. I don't think he'll start against Atlanta, but we could definitely 
or we could probably not definitely we could probably see him off the bench you know 70th minute 20 minute cameo we shall see about that but yeah just just a quick fun fact we have less goals conceded than philadelphia and minnesota two of the strongest teams i'm pretty sure we have less goals conceded than seattle sounders as well let's see if we have any other less goals conceded than some teams who you wouldn't expect. We currently have 34 goals conceded. Philadelphia has 38. Wow. Wow. While, excuse me, my throat's getting a little scratchy. While Minnesota has 35. Seattle Sounders has 35. LA Galaxy has 36. San Jose has 36. I mean, these are some really good teams. Uh, New York Red Bulls has 38. And that's about it. Those are like top five teams, though. So those are playoff-level teams. We have less goals conceded than all of them. Our defense has improved this season. It has definitely improved. We Again, we just need the offense to catch up. We just need the offense to catch up. All right, anyways, Minnesota preview. If that's what you're here for, then that's what you're here for. Say, screw the SKC game. That game is done and dusted. I don't really care what happened in that game. Let's talk about the next game coming up this Saturday. Told you earlier, it starts at 8 p.m. Sharp. Not really. It usually starts around 5 to 10 minutes after 8 p.m. because that's what MLS does for some reason. Their form, draw, win, win, loss, win. Their most recent result, just talked about it. Minnesota United 1, Colorado 0. From what I can tell, they have no injuries and no suspensions, so... They are at full strength. That is going to be a problem. They have a they have a good style of play. They attack the wings, and it, it's noted that they especially attack the right side. They attempt lots of crosses, and they take loads of shots. And when I saw take loads of shots, I was like, uh-oh. I mean, and then I looked, really looked into it. They had 27 shots versus Colorado. That's a big uh-oh. We are going to face a lot of shots on Saturday, and it's not going to be pretty. I mean, the fact that they took 27 shots against Colorado and only got one goal, that's a little bit nice at least. Um, Oh, Portland has gone up against Chicago 13 minutes into the game. Who scored that one? Jorge Marrera, 11th minute. Cool. Um, They had 27 shots, 9 on target against Colorado. Um, that's scary. <laughs> that's definitely scary. I mean, they they like to take shots, and we and and in terms of their other strengths, or I guess their other style of plays that I just said, we've been good to, good at defending crosses. They like to attempt a lot of crosses. They like to attack the wings. We've been good at that in terms of defense. But what we've struggled with all season is clearing the ball from those crosses. And those poor clearances have led to goals. Even when you look at the Toronto game, we did not fully clear that ball. I think somebody got a foot onto it. It bounces around in the box. They get to it. Goal. Someone gets a foot onto that and properly clears it. No goal. Clearances will need to be a focus for this game. Clearances will definitely need to be a focus for this game. I am fully expecting them to get a goal from a knockdown. I'm 100% expecting a knockdown goal or possibly even two. It's just, that's what happens when you put a ton of crosses into the box. The, the, the ball gets knocked down and then there's someone sitting right there at the end of it to put the ball into the back of the net. 
it's unfortunate. It's lucky. It, it really does depend on luck. Sometimes you can definitely put yourself in the correct position, you know, at the back post or even in the near post, depending on where the shot is being taken from. You can put yourself in the right position, but the goalie has to save it, put it in front of your path. You have to be on sides. There's definitely a bit of luck involved. We will need to focus on clearing the ball in this game if we want to come out with any sort of points. Any sort of points. I mean, this is not going to be an easy game, guys. They are strong at pressing high and winning possession of the ball. That is something we struggle with. They're also very strong at taking those chances. They are good at creating the chances and finishing their chances. And obviously it doesn't look like that, but in other games this season, they have really finished their chances well. Again, not good for us. We almost gave up a game that we really should have won comfortably at home just now in the SKC game because we didn't take our chances. If they take their chances, this could get ugly, guys. I mean, they don't have a lot of major weaknesses. I mean, their only weaknesses include keeping possession and defending set pieces. So it's going to be another, it's going to look like the Portland game, guys. In my opinion, it's really going to look like the Portland game. They, I'm ex- fully expecting a counterattacking setup um, from James O'Connor. It, it, it's definitely going to be on the cards. And, you know, against Portland, we, we set up def- defensively. We set up for counterattacking football. Um, and it worked. We got a 1-1 draw out of it. It sucked because we should have won the game. But, you know, it worked. It did its job. Or... Um, what was the game where we scored off of two set pieces? Was that Philadelphia on the road? That might have been Philadelphia on the road. We, I, I could see us scoring off a set piece in this game too. I could definitely see us scoring off of a set piece. But either way, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm predicting a three-one loss. Um, I, I hope we're wrong. I hope we can pull out a, a. A rabbit out of the hat. I hope we can really can, but I'm predicting a 3-1 loss. I I just have this feeling we're going to struggle and that this could look similar to the New England Revolution game. They're, they're going to be all over us. They're going to swarm us. They're going to... I just don't see how we get out of this with a win. We definitely could. I could definitely be wrong, but I wasn't wrong about the New England game. I had a, I had a bad feeling about that one. In this one, I am predicting a... 3-1 loss. Let me know your thoughts on the SKC game, your thoughts on my thoughts, your opinions on my opinions, and all that fun stuff. Also, let me know your predictions for the Minnesota United game down below. Um, I guess there isn't a down below. Let me know on my on down below on my Instagrams, Instagram, on my Instagram and or Twitter. Both are OC Lions blog, at OC Lions blog, and of course on the website www.oclionsblog.com. Finally, I just want to quickly look at something. I did send out a tweet. Uh, it says, big win. Send in your questions down below. I'll be answering them on the pod tonight. Nobody responded, so, uh, or, or we have, sorry, we have one question from the City Beautiful game at City Beautiful SC. Um, I'm sure some of you listeners know them. They have 1,600 followers. So, yeah. Um, Why does Brian send goal kicks out of bounds? All I could do is shrug. I don't know why he does that. I'm sure it was just a missed kick. Just a funny little question there. Um, But, yeah, if you guys want a question of yours on the pod, if you have a question that you would like me to answer, send it in. I will put it on any of my posts and – 
say, hey, or DM me even, just, hey, I want you to talk about this on the podcast, I will talk about it. Definitely, I will talk about it. That is something I want to start doing more of, and I will be tweeting after games and stuff or after big news and stuff, and I will talk about it on the podcast. So, yeah, that is it for me, though. Again, opinions on my opinions, thoughts on my thoughts, all that fun stuff, all that good jazz. We won. We won the game. We won 1-0. We got another clean sheet. We got three points. We are above the red line. We are in seventh place now on goal difference, just ahead of Montreal. We have a tough week coming up, though, so that could be short-lived. You guys have a great week, though. Enjoy this win because it's going to be a it's going to be an up and down rest of the season. So let's enjoy this, the good parts, and let's really not enjoy the bad parts. Um, other than that, I'm going to love you and leave you with that. And I will see you all after the Minnesota United game. Vamos Orlando.